Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Tuesday, December 21st, 2021. Stand up for your country. So uh, President Biden delivered a national address to uh, the folks, to us, we the people, about COVID. There is a quasi-panic up here in the Northeast. I didn't see it in Texas over the weekend, but certainly here in the Northeast, uh, this Omicron variant of COVID got people spooked. There's no doubt about it. And here on Long Island, where I am, uh, we get a high rate of transmission of COVID now. It's not as intense as the original COVID. So fewer people going to the hospital, fewer people are dying. And if you are vaccinated, it protects you, you know, more. There are crossover cases. We all know that. Um, But today, uh, President Biden, seeking to reassure the nation, um, basically said it's all about the vaccination. Roll the first clip. Thanks to the progress on vaccinations this fall, we've gone from nearly 90 million adults in July who had not even started their vaccination process to fewer than 40 million today. Still too many, but down from 90 to 40. All these people who have not been vaccinated, you have an obligation to yourselves, to your families, and quite frankly, I know I'll get criticized for this, to your country. So I agree with uh, President Biden on that. I think it's a patriotic act to get vaccinated, even if you're, you know, scared, as a lot of people are, and you don't trust the government. Obviously, many people don't. Um, But the medical stats, and again, a lot of people don't believe them, don't trust them, but they say and this is coming from the Centers for Disease Control in Atlanta, if you're vaccinated, you are less likely to spread uh, all forms of COVID. So, for me, I'm just talking personally now, I say, okay, I'm going to get vaccinated to protect myself, my family, and to do what I think is best for the country. Simple equation. Now, we'll deal with the unvaccinated and that mentality coming up. We got Donald Trump on the vaccine. We, we got a really, I think, the best program in the country on this tonight. So hang tough. Now, the second part of um, the speech today, and it was a speech, just reading off the teleprompter, um, was Mr. Biden getting personal. Go. I got my booster shot as soon as they were available. And just the other day, former President Trump announced he had gotten his booster shot. It may be one of the few things he and I agree on. People with booster shots are highly protected. Join them. Join us. It's been six months or more since my second shot. If it's been six months or more for your second shot when I got my booster, you can get yours today. If you've been six months or more since your second shot. And he should have explained that, but he didn't. All right, because the vaccine wanes. So, but they don't know precisely how much time. And the same thing if you have COVID, that you have antibodies, but they don't know when the antibodies wear off. There's a lot people don't know. And Mr. Biden should have been more explicit in uh, that explanation because he's got the best data. Now, After the uh, address, he took questions, Mr. Biden did. 
largely incoherent. And the White House press corps, they, they don't know what to do because no government can stop the COVID spread. You can see it all over the world. I mean, how fast was this South African variant? It was like boom, 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 bang. I mean, it's so frightening. This virus is so frightening because, you know, I've, I've always said it's a lethal warning. This is a warning. Now, I'm a faith-based guy, so I attribute the warning to a higher power. But even if you don't believe, if this were a biological occurrence that was worse, and I don't know, I mean, you have 800,000 dead in America. <laughs> Pretty bad. Um, but you can imagine they could wipe out the world. You wipe everybody out. It's like a science fiction movie. So recapping today, uh, I don't have any beef with uh, what President Biden did. Uh, the only thing he can do is encourage mass vaccinations. He did that. A lot of people don't like Biden that won't get vaccinated. And that's just the reality of life in America. Now, okay, so let's go to Donald Trump, who's also affected by this COVID stuff. So, as you may know, we were in Houston on Saturday and uh, Dallas on Sunday, Donald Trump and myself, for the history tour. And in Dallas, with a packed house, um, we got to talking about the vaccine. And you remember Operation Warp Speed. It was a miracle that uh, the United States developed the vaccine in nine months. And to this day, almost two years after COVID broke out, Russia, no vax. China, no vax. Brazil, Sri Lanka, no vax. Nobody in the world has done it but us. So I did put that question to Trump in the live show. Go. We got a vaccine done in less than nine months. It was supposed to take from five to 12 years. Because of that vaccine, because of that vaccine, Millions and millions of people. I think this would have been the Spanish flu of 1917, where up to 100 million people died. This was going to ravage the country far beyond what it is right now. Take credit for it. Take credit for it. It's a great, what we've done is historic. Don't let them take it away. Don't take it away from ourselves. You're playing that, you're playing right into their hands when you sort of like, oh, the vaccine. If you don't want to take it, you shouldn't be forced to take it. No mandates, but take credit because we saved tens of millions of lives. Take credit. Don't let them take that away from you. Okay, so the president made news. Do you agree with that? Right? Both the president and I are vaxxed, and uh, did you get the booster? Yes. I got it too. Okay, so. Um, oh, don't, 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 no, no. That's all. There's a very tiny group over there. So about 12,000 in the building and maybe 50 people boo, they're anti-vaxxers. And anti-vaxxers don't like the vaccine. They're about, I think the latest number is 40 million Americans estimated to be anti-vaxxers. Uh, and there's a variety of reasons. Fear is the most common, but then there are conspiracy people that think, you know, they're injecting something into your body and toes are gonna fall off in five years, whatever it may be. Um, but the anti-vaxxers, don't suspend their rights because they're not going along with the program. You see, now I, and you know this because I've gotten literally hundreds of letters, 
I believe the best way to protect yourself is to be vaccinated. And I've said that quite clearly. However, dissent is allowed in this country. And that's what I talked to Dan Abrams about last night on News Nation. Roll the tape. You know, you mentioned fear being a reason people aren't getting vaccinated. There are a lot of people out there, and I think there's some truth to it, which is that some of the people on Fox News in particular have been making people reluctant to get the vaccine based on what they've been saying publicly in particular. I listen to them way too much credit. Nobody makes anybody. Nobody makes anybody anything. I did, I did it for more than 20 years. I didn't say make. There are some people on make. Fox News. Yes, you did. Yeah, you I, said I, make. Right. If I said make, I should, have said, I, I should have said influenced uh, are responsible okay. for potentially look, making look, people look. afraid. This is what nobody understands, and I'm going to make it quite clear. The people who on Fox News who don't like the vax have a perfect right to that opinion. They have a perfect right to it, okay? And I'm going to say, my opinion is, that doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Wait a minute. If they believe in their heart that the vax, for whatever reason, is not worthy or not good, that's their job to say what they think. Now, really, if I'm there, facts facts don't matter. Everything's opinion on the air. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll counter. Yeah, that's what I'll do because that's my opinion that the vax does save lives. But I don't resent them or want to shut it's them off because they have an opposite opinion. But you know this is an opinion. You just said it yourself, that it saved X number of lives, whatever that number is. It's, it's an, an opinion. opinion. That it's that sure it saved lives, these are, that the vaccine has saved lives is an opinion. People. Right. So, so, so it's an opinion Look, the vaccine has saved lives. They don't believe that. They believe, they I believe in they natural believe immunity. They're, they're Look, wrong. They're, Natural immunity is real, by the way. Well, but I'm not, wait, I'm not, I'm not, we're not talking about natural immunity. I'm talking about, when I say natural immunity, I mean in particular once you get the d- disease, et cetera. I'm talking about the fact that the vaccine works. That's a fact. When I say works, okay. it means but it prevents people Abrams, from dying. Abrams. Right? All right. But they're going to say because they don't like the vaccine for whatever reason, it. and there are a million of them. They're going to say, oh, there's crossovers. Oh, look at the Kansas right. City of Chiefs course, coach. Yeah. He was vaccinated yes. and he got it. So you can't deal with that. All you can deal with as a reporter, which you are, is present the medical science. If the conspiracy people want to go into the ozone layer, they have a right You're to do it. You're saying it's their right but to do it. You're saying it's their right to do it. Right. We have a responsibility. We uh, in the uh, punditry to put forth the strongest argument. And the strongest argument is, as you just said, the vaccine saves lives. And that's what President Trump said. So uh, we're talking past each other a little bit. So Abrams thinks that if the medical science contradicts an opinion, which at this point it does, all right, so the medical science says if you take the vax, you're more protected. You're less likely to die or be hospitalized. That's what the medical science says. No dispute about that. But Abrams says because of that, that the other opinion is invalidated. Not in our country. Not in our country. So you can go up against the medical science if you want. I think you're losing the argument to do so. And I think that President Trump was pretty straightforward. And he said, look, The vaccine that we developed 
in a miracle nine months has saved millions of lives, which it has. But no matter what you say, 40 million people aren't going to believe you. And they have a right to that. So that was what I was trying to get across. So many in this country, particularly in the media, want to shut down the opinion of the anti-vaxxers. They don't want to hear it. And if you take that opinion, then you're the devil. You're a bad person. All right. I think that's counter to our republic. I want to hear what the anti-vaxxers have to say. And I have to tell you, through all this time, almost two years now, I have never, ever heard a cogent argument that swayed my opinion off the vaccine being the best protection from anyone. They always go into the conspiratorial area, and I am not a conspiracy guy. So I thought it was very interesting. Once again, we thank Dan Abrams and News Nation for having us on. Many people wouldn't. Um, they're afraid of me, and um, that's just the way it is. Latest COVID stats for you. Over 800,000 Americans are dead from COVID. Boy, 829,000 are dead. Confirmed cases in the USA, 52 million, 332 million people, 52. And 73% of the new cases in the country were caused by this new variant, Omicron. All right, so those are the latest stats. And once again, as we said at the top of the program with uh, President Biden, government can't stop this. It's going to have to play out on its own. But we, the people, can protect ourselves. And, you know, we've been through that. All right, let's go to the Pentagon. Now, this is a story that I cannot verify because it's all anonymous stuff, and I hate to report it, but, you know, I have to in the sense that uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, who does what he's told, okay, he's not like a, a defense secretary that has a unique opinion on life. Austin's a bureaucrat. So they're going after the uh, extremism factor again. I don't know why. Because I've looked at all the data and there are not a lot of military people who are in the extremist category. But they're rooting them out and um, they want to make sure troops are clear on what they can and can't do. The new policy says that you can't advocate terrorism. Well, that would be treason. So you get charged for that. You cannot support the overthrow of the American government. Again, treason. You get charged. You can't fundraise if you're in the military. That's interesting. No fundraising. And you cannot like on uh, the Twitter or the Internet. You can't put a like on there for some Nazi group or extremist group. Now, they don't say right wing here, but it's obviously all that. So are the military banned from supporting Black Lives Matter? Mr. Austin, that's an extremist group. Black Lives Matter It's a communist group. They want to overthrow the government. Are you going to come down on military people who are supporting Black Lives Matter, sir? This is a bunch of garbage, this. This is all trying to make Americans think that there's some big right-wing Nazi movement ready to swoop in. And it is. Uh, again, I'm not going to give you the stats because it's anonymous sources. I can't verify them, so I'm not wasting my time. So yesterday we told you that uh, Senator Manchin, West Virginia Democrat, uh, because he killed the Bill Back Better bill, uh, my opinion is going to switch to the Republican Party. And, I, you know, maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. But certainly people are talking about it. We'll take. He, uh, he doesn't sit well over there. But that's a decision ultimately he has to make. 
uh, we, we certainly welcome them to join us if he was so inclined. Okay, so he was on the radio, I guess McConnell saying that. But what's interesting to me is that you don't have to do anything. As we said yesterday, if you're an elected person to the House or the Senate and you want to switch parties, you can just switch. You don't have to go back to your district. There's not a re-election. You can say, no, I don't like these people anymore. I'm going to be this. Now, some people say Manchin's going to become an independent like the guy in Maine. But he caucuses with the Democrats. I don't, Democrats don't want anything to do with Manchin now. So I think Manchin, because West Virginia is a red state, uh, went big for Trump. I think he might go to the Republican Party. But again, I could be wrong. So here's a story that's just annoying, just annoys me to death. So in the last 10 years, in the city of Chicago, 6,746 people have been murdered. 6,746. And it's accelerated. This year, more than 1,000 people will be murdered in the Windy City. More than 80% of those people are black or were black because they're not here anymore on the planet. They're dead. 80%. Okay. Now, you should hear an outcry from the president to uh, the head of the FBI to uh, the governor of Illinois, Pritzker, the worst governor in the country, and Mayor Lightfoot of Chicago. You should hear an outcry. Minority people are being slaughtered on the streets of Chicago. BLM, Black Lives Matter, where are they? Nowhere. No way. Because it's blacks killing blacks. Then they don't want to talk about that. So Lightfoot finally, under enormous pressure, because she is, you know, the combination of Pritzker, the governor of Illinois, and Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, is like, you got nobody there. Nobody. Well, here's what Lightfoot said yesterday, go. Only the federal government has the resources and reach to make a meaningful dent in illegal gun trafficking across state lines. They must do more, and we are ready, willing, and able to work in further partnership in this crucial work. Yeah, that's right, lady. Is the guns across state lines. That's what's doing it. Not the people pulling the trigger of the gun. No. No, 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 no. It's the guns coming in from the South or wherever. No, the federal government's going to stop it. I guess maybe they'll put a wall up around Chicago like the, you know, oh, that's right. There's no wall on the border. And it will stop those guns. The guns are kind of walking on the Dan Ryan Expressway themselves right up. But no, no people doing it. No criminals. No, 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 no. We can't can't do that. Kim Fox. D.A. in Cook County. Oh, no. Ken Fox, if you remember, there was a shootout, a gang shootout. All right. Where hundreds of rounds were fired. OK. People inside a house, people outside the house. Fox said, well, we're not, we're not going to prosecute that because it was an equal thing. <laughs> it was insane. This is what Cook County is, what Chicago is. That's why thousands of people are dying. We're not going to go after those people. Now, I've said this and said this and said this. I told President Obama and I told President Trump, the only way you are going to break the cycle of murder in Chicago is to put the National Guard in the neighborhoods where the drug gangs rule. You've got to understand what happens. These are ghetto neighborhoods. The drug gangs have the power 
People are not going to testify against them because the drug gangs will kill the witness and their whole family. So you don't get any cooperation. The drug gangs, they walk out, they sell their narcotics, they're armed to the teeth, and they kill each other over territory. And if you're in the middle of the crossfire, you're dead. If the kids are playing on a playground and that's where the gunfire is, they're dead. You're not going to stop it. The cops in Chicago, for whatever reason, probably Lightfoot and Fox, they say, we're not even going to bother with it. Because it puts us in harm's way. If we get into a shootout, we're going to be prosecuted, not the gang members. And we might get shot in the head for what? We bring them in, they're out on bail, and they're not prosecuted. I'm sorry, but that is the mentality of many police officers, not only in Chicago, but in all these liberal cities. If you put the National Guard on the streets in those neighborhoods, it stops immediately. The National Guard cannot arrest, but it can detain. And then the feds got to figure out a way to charge the drug gangs with RICO statutes. Take it out of the local and charge them with federal crimes. You don't have to be a genius to figure this out, but nobody will do it. Obama wouldn't do it, even though Chicago is ostensibly his hometown. And Donald Trump didn't do it either. And I had conversations with both men saying, this is it. This is what has to happen. And this is never going to stop until it does. Just, it just pains me. should not be happening in the United States of America. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. All right, the Washington Post uh, is finally figuring out, you know, Biden's border policy is not very good, but not because it's hurting Americans. No, 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 no. The Washington Post is upset that it's hurting migrants, the people who are trying to sneak in. All right, put it on the screen. Quote, this is an editorial. Desperation south of the border with Mexico has yielded a long, grisly toll. Death in the desert and elsewhere along routes that migrants ply on their way north. That toll soared in the past year to its highest point since 2014, when the carnage was first systematically documented. Its causes are multiple, but in part represents an indictment of the incoherency of President Biden's border policy. Now, we said this very early on. You're going to have an open border. People are going to charge money. The cartels are going to charge the migrants money 
to get them across. That's what's happening. If the cartel wants to rape somebody, they're going to rape them. They want to shake somebody down, beat somebody up, put a bullet in somebody's head. They're going to do it because there are thousands of these poor people trying to get in here. Now, Biden doesn't know, doesn't care. But the Washington Post finally figured it out that these poor migrants and we must feel sorry for them. I gave an enormous amount of money to help these migrants, okay, out of my own pocket. That's how sorry I feel for them. I don't want them sneaking in the country, but their situation is desperate. Okay, so, you know, the left is never going to acknowledge that the flood of two million people in here hurts Americans. They'll never acknowledge that because they want this and they're getting it. All right, the Center for Immigration Studies, citing the Census Bureau's monthly current population survey, says that the total immigrant population in the USA, both legal and illegal, is at a record 46 million, the highest number ever recorded. 46 million people born overseas are now here on our soil. As a share of the U.S. populations, it is 14 percent, 14 percent foreign born. Okay, the number of immigrants in this country just from November 2020 to November 2021, more than 2 million. And that's Biden's open border policy right there. Flooded in. Hispanic immigrants account for 60 percent of the new immigrants and the states impacted Florida, the highest 615,000, California 451, Arizona 173, Wisconsin. Isn't that interesting? Wisconsin. 156, Virginia, 135. So you can see this flood of people coming into the United States that costs the taxpayer an enormous amount of money. Enormous. All right. This is the last show of the year. Did you know that? I'm tired. My staff's tired. Everybody's tired. And we did a hell of a job for you this year. I'm sorry. I have to say it. We really delivered way ahead of everything. Predictions all came true. And I'm going to lead off with a montage of one of my predictions. Everything we said happened. And that's why you're premium members. And that's why you watch us on the first TV. You listen to us on WABC radio, where they have record ratings at nine uh, in the evening. People listening to the podcast on WABC radio. Okay. It's a phenomenon. So I want to give you a little look back on some of the things that we did this year. And then uh, we're going to have a special with Holly, the Christmas dog. So hang tough. Um, roll the tape. So you're going to have, uh, if Biden wins, you're going to have illegal immigration. Boom. You're going to have tax rise. Boom. You're going to have a lot of social programs. So Trump did a lot of executive orders. They're all going to go. And there'll be a lot more regulations on oil, all of that. And then you're going to start to see the unintended consequences of all of that. When Donald Trump took over as president, there were caravans, thousands of people coming here. And for the first three years, they just came and came and came. What drove that? So the problem of illegal family migration and illegal minor migration really began in earnest in 2013 and 2014. 
And this was the problem known as catch and release, where people would make asylum claims. Those claims take weeks, months, even years to process. So they would be released into the interior. And so large caravans took advantage of this in uh, coordination with smugglers to simply turn themselves in in huge numbers into the Border Patrol. We spent three years fighting the ACLU, fighting radical left-wing judges, and fighting activist injunctions to ultimately put in place a program to end catch and release. Now, I've been saying that for two weeks based on my analysis of the border, the open border, and all the drugs that are coming in. So presto, yesterday, the U.S. Border Patrol announces that more fentanyl has been seized at the border in the first few months of this year than in all of 2020. Many African-Americans believe that police in general give blacks a harder time than whites. Do you believe well, that? Well, yeah, I, you know, it, of course, many African-Americans believe that, and I don't know whether that is true. I think there's a lot of people you see on TV that says that, and there's no doubt, you know, you see a lot of sound bites, you see a lot of television where that has happened, but there's a lot of African-Americans that, that do listen, and they, uh, they say, well, you know, they look at the statistics, and I think that's one thing that, we, that people don't want to look at is the statistics. What is it about criminals that fascinates the American public? You know, I, I, you know, this has been going back since the beginning of movies, mob movies, you know, uh, just like Westerns. You know, mob movies are kind of like even the modern day Westerns. People are fascinated with this life, which is a horrible life, Bill. Cancel culture is adored in Hollywood. They love to destroy people. You would say, why? Why do you want to destroy uh, creative people? In it? Because if you disagree with them on any level, they want to hurt you. That's called narcissism. All right. And narcissists are drawn to Hollywood. Everything that a narcissist is, looking at yourself in the mirror, that's narcissist, all right, all day long, all of that. So the cancel culture, this is ground zero for it, Hollywood. And almost every day, and I'm sure you noticed, another person goes off of the cliff, all right? And they love it out there. They just love it. Uh, it's amazing. Okay, according to the Wall Street Journal, Americans are cursing more. They've studied the Internet, and uh, people use vile language all the time on it. Uh, I'm a guy that uh, has uh, tossed around some four-letter words in my life, but, you know, I've stopped doing that mostly. I use the word blanket now. So if, you, if I want to curse, I, instead of saying the F word or whatever, I say blanket. Okay, because I think if you use a lot of swear words, it brings you down. And, and your discourse is not as intelligent. That's just my opinion. So I substitute blank, and maybe that doesn't work, but that's what I do. But anyway, um, from 2019 to 21, according to the journal, uh, mentions of bad words on the net rose 41%. This day in history, uh, this is an interesting story. So Elvis Presley um, was a guy who had a very troubled life. He died at 42. And when he was spiraling down, he took an interest in the anti-drug movement in America. So 51 years ago today, he requested a meeting with Richard Nixon, the president of the United States, to talk about the drug situation. 
The irony is that Presley was taking all kinds of narcotics himself, but he resented the Beatles and others promoting the use of marijuana. So Presley's, uh, I don't know, manager or whatever, gave an envelope to Nixon's people, and Nixon, in three hours, got back to Presley, who was in Washington at the National Hotel, and invited him to the White House for a meeting. There they are. And Elvis wanted a DEA badge, or a Drug Enforcement Agency badge, which he got, okay? Um, but here's the interesting thing about this. Nixon never put it out publicly. Never said it that he met with Elvis or anything like that. They buried it because of H.R. Haldeman. Now, if you follow the Nixon administration, you know he was one of the hatchet men, the henchmen. He said, you know, it's not going to be good for your image to meet with Elvis. But that happened 51 years ago, December 21st, 1970. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to have some mail, and then we are going to introduce you to the Christmas dog, Holly O'Reilly. Right back. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. All right, let's get to mail on the board. Don Matalowski. War Road, Minnesota. Bill, I'm confused. As an infant, and I had whooping cough. To this day, I'm protected from ever getting that again. Same with measles, chicken pox, and mumps. I was vaccinated against all of the known childhood diseases and have never been exposed to any of them. So why am I not protected by my antibodies because I had COVID? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a medical person. But there are crossovers all over the place. It might be because there are different variants of this COVID. I don't know. But again, we'll go back to the top of the program. Right now, the best way you can protect yourself is the vax, but it's not 100%, as everybody knows. Lorraine, concierge member. We appreciate that, Lorraine. I hope you check that program out. Bill, after tonight's broadcast, I remember a statement you made after the election 
but before the Georgia Senate runoff. You said if the two Republicans lose in Georgia, Joe Manchin would be the most powerful politician in Washington. There you go, Lorraine. I'm glad you remembered it. Thank you very much. Brent Hudson, Sydney, Australia. Bill, can a new president uh, overturn appointments such as commissioner to the FCC and other agencies? Yes. So when a new president comes in, all of the agency chiefs in the federal government are required to submit a resignation. They all have to write out a resignation. Some of them are accepted and some of them are declined. But they, uh, heads of all of our federal agencies serve at the pleasure of the president. Robert Kinsey, Tyler, Texas. Bill, thank you for your latest column, The Ghost of Policies Past. It's really nice to see an, uh, a well-written column, and the humor really lifted my spirits at Christmas. I hope you read this column. I think it's one of my best. It's on BillOReilly.com. You don't have to be a member. You can just go there and punch it up and read it. Enjoy it. I hope you like it. Edwin Del Carpio, Seattle, Washington. I attended the history tour in Dallas, and it was very educational. Donald Trump spoke on a variety of hot topics that would not be heard on the mainstream media. You bet. We broke all kinds of ground. And you know what, Edwin? Coming down from Seattle, that was very, very nice of you to do. And I'm glad you enjoyed the show. Alfred Hermosillo, San Antonio, Texas. Hey, Bill, just want to say we had a great time in Houston. I studied Trump like a hawk and even learned a lot. I didn't know it was a blast. We had a great time in Houston as well. I had the best brisket I've ever had. We had lunch uh, before the show. Oh, so good. Can't get that here in New York. Barry, I attended the history tour in Dallas, had a great time. I also met the nicest people. My aunt is in a wheelchair, and every time we needed help, someone stepped forward and gave us assistance. It was a great crowd. And, you know, we had a lot of security there. I told you about how much security there was. Not a problem ever. In all four venues, no problems. Great crowd. Great. About 35,000 for the four shows. Carol, I haven't read Killing Jesus, but I was always taught that he was a carpenter like his father Joseph. Aha. That is why, Carol, you have to read Killing Jesus. A perfect book in this Christmas week. The history of Jesus is different than what you know from religion. Jesus was a stone cutter, just like his father, because there wasn't much wood where they lived, not a lot of trees, and the structures were built primarily of stone. Just one little tidbit in there. All right, last day for uh, Christmas gifts in the O'Reilly, BillOReilly.com Christmas store. Expedited shipping will get it to you, but it's got to be today. Now, all the killing books, Killing Jesus, Killing the Mob, which is the current one, they're all marked down. This is the best time to get them. And we'll bop them right out to you. And then please give premium memberships and concierge memberships. You can get those right up to Christmas Eve. We'll get them to you right up. So if you forget somebody or you have somebody in mind, we'll get it to you. BillOReilly.com Christmas Store. Word of the day, do not be craven. C-R-A-V-E-N, craven. Holly the Christmas dog on the way. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. 
That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, the final thought of the day is that this is uh, our last program in 2021. We hope you've enjoyed it. And to enhance it, I get literally hundreds of pieces of mail about Holly the Terror Dog. But this week, I've changed her name to Holly the Christmas Dog. Now, we had to tape this uh, about an hour ago because Holly sheds. You get all over. I'll tell you about that. Uh, But here it is. Roll the tape. And here is Holly the Christmas Dog. Hi, Holly. You ready for Christmas? Yeah, she's ready. So if you pull this off on TV, you get a snack. Oh, no snack for wiggling. No snack for wiggling. You have to be good. So the reason I'm wearing a sweatshirt is because Holly sheds an amazing amount. And if I had a suit, there'd be dog hair all over it. Right, Holly? And it really doesn't matter if it's Christmas to Holly because every day Holly does the same thing. She naps and snacks, right? We snack in the morning and in the late afternoon, and then we map in between. So anyway, wave to everybody. Holly is a full-bred corgi, bred to uh, keep sheep from falling off cliffs. That's what corgis do. And one ear doesn't stand up. Hop, 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 ah. No snack if you're going to wiggle around. So I want you to reach everybody a Merry Christmas in dog sign language. There it is. There it is. That's the Merry Christmas dog. And now we'll return you to our regular programming. <laughs> so anyway, Holly's a good dog. Holly is a good dog. So I want to thank you all very much for uh, watching us. And, and, you know, I said it earlier in the program. Um, but we're an independent news agency here. We depend on you. Um, and we want you to spread the word. We want you to get the uh, memberships as gifts, and uh, we're expanding our par- power greatly. Uh, we made big news in the last two weeks with uh, President Trump on a history tour, um, and uh, we are an honest broadcast. That's what I can tell you, that your time is well invested here. We will never mislead you. We will never tell you something that isn't true, and we will conduct ourselves in uh, the most responsible manner. So I love doing this show. I mean, I like doing this better than I like doing the Fox News Channel or working at ABC and CBS or Inside Edition. I run the show. I don't have to sit with people who may not really understand uh, what you um, need as far as information is concerned. I think that's a big problem with these corporate media people. They have no idea what you need and they don't like you. Trust me, they don't like you. They think that you're deplorable, just like Hillary Clinton said. We love you, and we're in business to help you. I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't think it was helping out. So I want everybody to have a nice Christmas. And by that, I mean, when you get a negative thought or something bothers you, replace it with a positive thought. Think back about past Christmases and nice experiences you've had, uh, your loved ones, the people that mean a lot to you. Get some alone time. You know, I like uh, a bunch of alone time on Christmas week and New Year's week to kind of just contemplate the year past and the year ahead, what I want to accomplish. But just be happy as you happy as you can be. All right. 
We are living in a troubled time, but that doesn't mean that you have to let it bleed over into Christmas and New Year's. You don't. All right. You can have a good time, relaxed time. You know, if something's upsetting you, just go outside. Uh, if you want to come over and walk Holly the terror dog, um, that's fine. <laughs> you know, so that's my advice. I really want you to have a nice Christmas. And I really appreciate you guys watching us all year round. And we will see you on January 3rd.